0: Welcome to the Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. And welcome to a new episode of Creative Brew, giving you insights on your creative journey. Today's episode is brought to you by AstroPad. And if you're a digital creator like me, AstroPad actually turns your iPad uh, into a uh, a professional uh, graphics tablet. So you can work on Photoshop, InDesign, Illustrator, uh, any of your programs from your main computer, you can right, work right on your iPad. Uh, it's been a great, uh, a great asset for me. And um, I'm actually in the process of, of, of creating some more content with them. So they, they've been a good partner for me. I'm actually a subscriber. So I recommend that to anybody. If you've got an iPad Pro and you're wanting to, you're wanting to use it, um, you want to use your, uh, your iPad for more functionality, then AstroPad is the way to go. Uh, you can contact them at AstroPad app uh, on Instagram, or you can go to com. Also, too, uh, my other sponsor, always been a great partner for me. Um, local coffee shop here, Panels Comics and Coffee Bar here in Oceanside, California, uh, right off of Mission uh, Mission Avenue, real close to the beach. And like I said, they've got great coffee, great treats, and some of the hottest graphic novels and comics out right now. Today, this has been a, a long time coming. This is something where uh, I really believe that when it could be two separate people, and when you, I feel like when you get on the right vibe or you get the, the right awareness, certain people start popping into your life. And uh, I think this is an episode for anyone that, when, once we release this out, um, if you get to listen to this, uh, this, this man is, is going to be sharing some, some words of wisdom and uh, really his, his journey. And, uh, and I think it's something for, for anyone that's looking to um, raise their aw- awareness, trying to, um, um, you know, really trying to uh, better their, their, their body, their mind, their spirit and uh so yeah I'll, I'll let him uh introduce himself uh to our audience and then we'll we'll go from there
1: beautiful i got you guys on instagram right now hey plugging in baby the creative brew. come on come on come on hey yeah no, so um i am elijah kala mcshane uh with elijah mcshane tv how i introduce myself all the time is like that um Feeling good, feeling positive, feeling powerful, this beautiful day in the Hawaiian kingdom. Um, I am an offspring of Hawai'i, uh, half um, half Aboriginal Hawaiian, which is, which is also known as Kanaka Maoli. Um All of my kupuna have been in, in Hawai'i, all of my ancestors have been in Hawai'i this land for about 2,000 years. Uh, this land has been inhabited for about 8,000 plus, as we currently know. Um, and, you know, i become all things to all men. And so I don't really put like a label on the things that I do. Um, I'm just Kala. I, and, and Kala in Hawaiian means the sun. Uh, his actual name is Kane Um And so I'm just Kala. You know, I, I, I just shine and do the things that I have to do to give life um, to everybody around me. You know, so it's kind of a prophetic name in that sense um, on my life. And currently, I actually operate in the capacities of, of actually being uh, a coach, a mentor and um an actualization uh host and facilitator in all aspects of ancestral wisdom uh, healing and and actually being able to bring humans back into balance. Uh, through, through the utilization of ancestral plants. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually host a group called Hui Kane Nui that is an all men's group. It's a culture group that puts our focus in actualization and optimization of the male, being able to utilize cultural practices and ancestral wisdom. Um, I'm the owner of Kingdom Health, which, which, which is a health company that does that exact same thing. And we're all focused on the healing of Hawaii. Um, I'm the chief spokesperson for the newest political party coming to Hawaii called the Aloha Aina Party. Uh, and we are the party that is coming into the system to really bring massive change, um, that hasn't been in our system for 120 years. So this is like a revolutionary time of being in Hawaii politically. Um, and I'm a speaker in all things that has to do with. Love, consciousness, truth, culture, being able to be the best human that you can be. Introducing Eliza McShane TV very, very soon. So that's a short introduction.
0: <laughs> now, uh, I've seen you transition uh, from my, uh, you know, previously you were a bodybuilder and, you know, transitioning into who you are now. What was that crux point to where you felt yourself sort of transforming and evolving to, to who you are now?
1: Yeah, so um, I got into the sport of bodybuilding around 13. Um, And it played a massive role in my development um, as as a human overall. Um, You know, just like like any athlete that is a part of high-performance sports, you know, in any way, shape, or form, you know, it really plays a massive role because it encapsulates your entire lifestyle, you know, encapsulates everything. Um, It's the main focus. And so I I started – I started really having a desire, a passion, um, and, and really, in a sense, an obsession of, of the art of bodybuilding. And mm-hmm. I state the art of bodybuilding because I approached it a lot differently than a majority of bodybuilders today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I started competing at 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the first show that I entered at my school, I won at 15 and I'd be all the seniors and it was like a pivotal time in my life, you know, my confidence in who I was, yeah. you know, yeah. um, yeah, I played a huge role, right. And then, you know, then I competed every year up until I was 21. And so, um, you know, I, I, I competed in the paradise cup 2014, which at that time it was the biggest bodybuilding and health fitness show here in Hawaii. I I competed in 2014, and I was 20 years old. Um, And the year prior, I got on stage. um, Well, so 2011, I got on stage at 168. I had this crossroads where I had to make a decision to um, to actually utilize high high performance drugs um, Mm -hmm. in order to go to the next level. And I made that decision because it was needed in. In order for me to reach the goal, you know, I, I, I seen it as, as an opportunity, you know, it's not that I'm not going to enter into a race and have a stock engine if another guy has Noss and expect for me to win. Yeah and so I was utilizing it all under protocol I had uh the cream of the crop coaches I did my research I did all my blood work I got my physicals done you know I made sure that if I was going to step into that realm um it was going to be fully educated fully informed and um and safe as much as possible yeah um but just like any drug you know man it could have a lot of impacts on your consciousness and your perception and your ability to make good decisions uh because it throws you off balance if not used correctly and so but i went through that i took an 18 month off season um and in that 18 months i went from 168 all the way to about 235 um yeah 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 those 18 months um and it was it was like massive growth right every dimension and so. So in 2013 now I got on stage. I was only 19. Um, and I had this explosion of growth. And I took a shot at going into the, the um into the open division in open bodybuilding with men, you know, and I had about eleven guys in my class, uh the cream of the crop dudes in Hawaii and I was the only one who was a teenager in my class. I got on stage on that year. I actually added on in terms of stage weight. I added on over 35 pounds stage weight. Um, you know, and I got on stage at about three to 4% body fat and 19 and uh, was just rocking, you know, prepared and I had everybody on my side. But, you know, I always had a difficult time in, in um in being able to hold on to a job because I had an imbalanced lifestyle. Yeah. You know, and and I didn't really care for a job. So this whole time, you know, a lot of things are taking place, you know, my consciousness. You know, how I'm studying, how I'm developing. Um, I go into off-season after that. You know, I didn't have a job now because two weeks out of that show, um, I was in a position where I was too tired. I got into a car accident in my work vehicle. I lost my job. Uh, I was putting everything into this show. And I was hoping to get opportunities in order to get an income stream entered into the show. It was me and this other guy who was, who, who is a professional now. uh, He's a top pro now coming out of Hawaii. Yeah. Um, and he beat me by like one point. And, and, and so it was a tough pill to swallow. Um, a lot of things had been in the process of, you know, I had to learn a lot of things about myself. So I went into another off season. I got another job. I entered into a show. Um, and, I was completely off balance again and I knew it. And then I went into the off season again. So in 2015, I actually hired a, um, a top coach in bodybuilding. His name is Milos, who comes out of Yugoslavia. Um, and he coached a lot of the pros in the eighties and the nineties, entered 11 initial Olympias and is, is basically the coach of coaches. He was the first coach to really come on the scene who who uh because I mean like today we have all these different coaches, you know, the OG coach is me. Yeah. Um and I I actually hired him, he put me on a protocol to enter to the junior nationals in 2016 and turn pro. Um I went from I started our offseason at 205, April 2015, October 5th, 2015, I was two fifty-five. Um, so yeah, so in under five months 255 but my body my hormones were so off my body was getting completely thrown off i felt so lost and i didn't know who to speak to who to mentor me you know i knew i was coming to a place where i had to detach from bodybuilding because it was it was destroying me at this point you know i was losing myself because of this heavy attachment to it you know and so uh, and this takes me back to ancestral plants and what had taken place um, leading up to this. I was, I was keeping in the loop with um, a killer podcast, and TV show that is online. It's called London Real, um, and and there was an interview with with. A Mr. Olympia on London Real. He was a six-time Mr. Olympia. Yates, he comes out of England. Yep. Um, I love Brother Dorian, baby. Uh, <laughs> That's my man, as my man. Good. Oh, yeah, he was man. Yes. Yeah. And and he was speaking about his experiences of coming out of bodybuilding. Yeah. You know, and who he was in bodybuilding and being a top pro. Um, and then he took a journey. Um, his his wife right now, she comes from Brazil. So mm-hmm. he took a journey into the Amazon and he went on an ayahuasca retreat. Oh, wow. And it transformed his entire consciousness and helped him to really go through this healing spot. Because when he went into bodybuilding and then he came out of bodybuilding, he was, he was in depression for literally about two to three years. Yeah. You know, and, and he didn't know how to get out of it. He was stuck. He lost his identity. Uh, because that's what heavy sports do. It encapsulates your identity and you, you just get lost within it. Yeah. Um, and, and so he, he was speaking on the show about the, you know, his experiences on, on top ayahuasca and on DMT. Um, and I knew I I had to try this because, you know, I needed a place where I can have a better understanding of myself. And I believe in retrospect that was what really began to shift my consciousness. Um, mm-hmm. I actually spoke to, uh, I spoke to a good friend of mine who had access to DMT. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had an experience. And it was only 10 minutes, but it taught me a lot about who I was. And at that point, a lot of my, my consciousness began to shift very, very slowly. But, but I took the steps needed to get out of bodybuilding. Uh, I got off all the anabolics, You know, and then I made a decision around early two thousand and sixteen that you know what I'm done, Mm -hmm. and so I made that decision. I didn't go back in the gym for three and a half years. Didn't step a foot in the gym, um, because I I had to I had to have a clear cut of that attachment and rebuild it in a positive way yeah and it took me three and a half years to do so. The only way I could do so was to cut that umbilical cord that that was feeding me confidence and feeding me life that I thought, but it was feeding my ego
0: yeah
1: um and so I cut that man and and then, you know, from at that point, man, I went from two fifty five in three years. I went all the way down to one fifty five until I got back in the gym this past March, okay. you know about a year ago and and um yeah, and it transformed everything for me, man. so it's like. I, I, I'm a huge advocate of being a human that can help people to host host experiences to help people to get a lot more in touch with who they are, utilizing ancestral plants in this day. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's, uh, man, that's great. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. I've, I've been starting to uh, do my research on um, uh, on DMT and uh, ayahuasca and, and some of those other um, uh, ancient, you know, wisdom herbs and, and chemicals and things like that. And I, yeah, I mean, it's one of those to wear.
1: Um, have to come to California, baby. <laughs> I,
0: I, I'm very. Ten- I, I would love to. I think. I, I think I want to try it one day. I, I want to. Yes. You know, I, I always uh, you know feel you know connected uh, anyway to to things like that, and uh, you know, and honestly, I feel myself sort of uh, transitioning, um, awareness wise, consciousness wise, um, I'm still balanced you now. I still try to keep that balance. I don't want to, you know, sometimes my, my wife feels like I, you know, I always got my head in the clouds, but, um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel more aligned towards, um, um, you know, ancient, uh, you know, truth, wisdom and, um, yeah. you know, learning how to, you know, balance the, you know, the spiritual with the physical. And, um, and that's, that's something I try to do, uh, you know, on, on a daily basis with me. You know, I'm um, you know, been meditating for years now and uh, you know, I, I you know, I find myself uh I know that's drastically changed. Uh, you know, I, I think I've been doing that for about probably about four or five years now, and that's drastically changed the you know, the way I respond to certain things and
1: Yeah, bro. It's transformational, brother. You know, yeah. it it's, you know, um like it's really kind of at, At the ending of the day, you know, every human wants to experience a full life, you know, and, and, and and the tough part about that is, is that we live in a society that blurs that picture of what a full life is, you know, because, because, you know, it educates us out of our own truth, you know, And, and, you know, and it convinces us and it influences us to get in alignment to what they call truth, which is not truth at all yeah you know? and and so being able to you know be in this position that being able to host experiences and to give people this whole this whole um, enlightenment and healing connection utilizing who they are connecting back to their ancestors yeah. connecting back to the planet it is revolutionary for human existence yeah revolutionary
0: yeah
1: but the approach needs to be correct the intentions need to be pure. Um, and whoever's hosting and facilitating, they must know. You know, it, it's in essence, you have to have like prerequisites. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to understand concepts of all universal laws and hermetics. You know, how human beings operate the energetic field, cleansing it, being it, cleansing the body. So that when people go into the ancestral realms, they come out as the Black
0: Panther. <laughs> um. You know, it's it's one of the, now. now Explain, like I said, and we we could probably deep dive into this a little bit more. Um, I've been a student. I've been a student of that. I've been a student of the you know Hermetic principles of uh chakras of of uh, energy, your auras, your, the all the, the the different bodies of your not just your physical body. You know, your yeah. cel- the etheric, the celestial. Uh, yes. Could you explain? I guess in the in the simplest term, terms, this for my audience that may not they, they, they're they are they are like, What are you talking about? Um could you explain that just a little bit? Uh as okay. far as energy and aura's and, and Yes,
1: yes, okay, perfect. Yeah. So so hey, this is why I live, baby. <laughs> you know, um and so, you know, these the the Hermetic principles it comes um it comes out of a man named Hermes, you know, came out of Greece. Um he is considered to be the original healer um, of the Western concept um, the and as a matter of fact the kind of um, the whole emblem in the Western world of the hospital industry of all things that have to do with medicine and healing mm-hmm. um, it has a snake on a coil, two wings yeah. you know that concept is hermetic that goes back to hermes yeah. but hermes hermes teachings comes from a man named thoth of um that comes out of egypt i mm-hmm. mean um, thoth was the high priest of egypt um he is told to be the author of the emerald tablets and the emerald tablets was was um had been discovered in the time of Hermes, and Hermes is the one who could take the Emerald Tablets because he could understand cosmic knowledge and wisdom, mm-hmm. and he translated them even though it was in a language that nobody else understood. He mm-hmm. could translate it because he was that tapped in. Yeah. And so this concept of thought, you know, being a high priest of Egypt and being, being, being an energetic being, it's told that all, all of the pyramids had been built through thought. His 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 consciousness, his being on energy, and it's because of thought who knew how to control energy that he could he could give an energy field out to Egypt and Ethiopia and all of those regions, and that's the reason why um, we we actually still look today to the Egyptian understanding of how how they thrived in a majestic standpoint, and so when we utilize hermetic thinking, hermetic thought in this kind of capacity. Um, It takes us to a whole other level because her hermetic thought is at the foundation of every aboriginal culture It's just communicated in different terms and lingo. And when we get down to it, everything comes down to um, to being able to create energy, to build energy, how how to upkeep, how how to live in your energy, how to manage it and also how to give it. Yeah. You know, and being able to understand how the human organism operates, the things that gives it life, the things that doesn't, mm-hmm. and beginning to have a consciousness that how you live is basically only through mana. It is through energy. Mm-hmm. So if you see a person that is a multimillionaire, you know, you see a guy that, that is a CEO of a company, you know, like you see a nurse, you see a homeless person. When you see energy outside of all of those things, you know, of all the labels that, that is handed to people in society. When you can identify the energy, then you're looking at the real being. Yeah. You know? So the cars and the fame and the status is bullshit yeah. once you begin to really identify their health and state of being. When you can actually, actually pinpoint the person's state of being, and being able to understand the concept of being in balance and in homeostasis within every energetic realm within the body, Mm -hmm. then you can know what is needed to bring that human back into balance to live as basically what I call a kanaka akua, a person that that is a god man, you know, a person that, that is in alignment, you know, is powerful, who can bring energy through, you know, his consciousness is so in alignment with everything in the physical plane and in the energetic planes that when he speaks, his, his words become reality. You know, you casting spells upon the, the, the entire energetic planes that you, you understand how to attract, you understand how to build. You have an understanding that when you utilize words accordingly with an intention behind it, that it'll create the exact reality that you want to create. Therefore you, you will use your words very, very intentionally and carefully.
0: Oh yeah. Yep. That's, um, <laughs> I know that's, that's something I think my audience need to hear that. I'm like I said, i I'm a huge student of that. And that's something I try to practice. Uh, even with my, uh, I do a little part-time, um, part-time wrestling coach, uh, at an MMA gym out here. And, uh, uh, every, every time, uh, every practice, uh, I bring my group in and we, and we talk and, uh, and those, those are the times where I'm very intentional. About what I'm what I'm saying because well even if I'm talking to other people um, I want to be able to um, plant those seeds of of you know inspiration of of giving compassion love um, and and very very aware of if I say something you know out of spite or out of you know just being um, having a bad heart you know I can curse that person Mm -hmm. and I you've got to be aware of that and I don't I don't I think a lot of people just don't you know just either not aware or don't care and they they'll you know say certain words when you're unintentionally cursing that person.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and you know it it's you know it's really kind of in essence brother our our whole aim as human beings, you know, in order to live in this existence of of actually having a full life, you know, that that is that is out of peace out of joy out of love out of light you you know you feel alive in all things that you do you can only live out of this this being yeah so to go on the path of of, of being a master of this being is of the utmost importance if you want to live at this higher level of existence yeah. You know, and so it causes us to go on this path of living a life of truth. Yeah. The problem is, is that a majority of humans, they don't have a reference point of what truth and light is because a lot of the society, you know, it breeds darkness, it doesn't breed light, yeah. you know? And so we have to go on our personal path and journey you know, to, to actually begin to have a better understanding of who we are in love and in life. And we choose consciously that love and life is the only thing that we're going to give in our existence. It's the only thing that we're going to live at. And we're going to train ourselves in order to live at that, at every single point of our existence so that we internalize light. So, so I tell people that, that It's not that you have to put energy into giving light. After you understand the truth of who you are and you internalize light, you don't have to give it anymore. The essence of your being, the essence of your being is light. Yeah. So you can control the light. If needs to give, you can give. If yeah. it needs to receive, you can receive. But the essence of your light is just a product of your existence. So when people come around you, you don't have to try to be, you know, be this thing And. Yeah. You know, to have acceptance, you know, or to make an impact, but rather people see you and they gravitate towards you because your energetic field is only that of light. And humans, on an unconscious level, that's what they're looking for all the time: light and truth. Oh, yeah. This is why people create. You know, it's the reason why the, you know there, you know, um, there's Krishna and Buddha and the Messiah. Why they they. Why all of their disciples create a religious context out of this thought. You know, if you really see this, you know, every one of these teachers called themselves the light. Mm-hmm. You know, they called themselves the truth. They call themselves water of life. All of them. is because they reach this specific level of consciousness yeah. that people beneath them, they will give up everything to sit at their feet. and just want to learn from them to live at this level of consciousness you know and so you know and so you know it's kind of a thing where you know it's a thing i call having like a mindset of the messiah you know being at this level that you do not have to ask people To sit with you, people see you, people hear the energy, people feel the truth. Yeah, they willingly give you anything that you need in order to walk that mission and and just help
0: the planet, bro. You know, yeah, bro. I I know, just even my my experience. Like I said, I I find myself. um, You know, I've told some people I'm actually working on a uh, a uh, it's a graphic novel right now that I'm working on. um, But it has a lot of um, uh, spiritual undertones in it. Uh, it's a sci-fi book, but, uh, I, I, told my wife, it's almost like a. Uh, I always, I, I almost see it as a, uh, uh personal self-help book. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's one of those to where, um, you know, even doing the research behind that, I find myself, um, getting more pulled into, uh, other levels of thought and, you know, getting certain books or, or, you know, looking at certain authors. And, and right. even, like I said, I, I've read the, um, uh, the Emerald tablets and, you know, read, read all that. And, you know, I find myself sort of engrossed in, in all that knowledge and then figuring out, okay, how can I, uh, uh apply that, uh, apply that with them? Cause like I said, I can't just, you know, even with my wrestling class, I what I'll do is I'll, I'll tell it in a way that makes sense to them. Um, mm-hmm. so w- we're talking about energy. We're talking about a lot of times I tell them, I talk to them about energy management. You know, being efficient with your energy, learning how to control your, uh, your energy, you know, being in that elevated state, how do you want to, you know, how do you want to feel, uh, having that emotion balanced with that intentional energy and then focusing it towards something. Um, so I'll, I'll say it in certain ways where I don't just deep dive in and they're like, what are you talking about? But, uh, really to, you know, to talk with people like you and just, just unhindered, and just and just deep dive into it. Uh, I I love that. Like I said, I love I love all all the uh, you know knowledge, uh, ancient knowledge, and stuff that I I really think is is needed needed now. And we got people like yourself and others that's really trying to raise the the, the consciousness of uh, you know not you know not only your your homeland of uh, you know Hawaii and uh, you know of the, of the humanity of, of the planet.
1: Yeah, and, everybody, bro. You know, it's like you know this 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 concept of consciousness bro uh this is exactly this is exactly the thing that that uh because it's been ignored for so long yeah this is the reason why we in this i in in this culture that we live in today in the west why it's so off balance and detached yeah. you know it's because there is no root there 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 is no place where where the consciousness of the western world really begins to administer a healing place where where people in this i guess you can call it a civilization in this whole civilization they don't have any standing ground to understand truth yeah. you know so so you know so there's this idea to have a discovery of your own truth yes But having discovery of your own truth will require you to go back into your ancestral line. And when you go back to your ancestral line and you learn wisdom, it's going to take you all the way back to Egypt, to Hawaii, to Aboriginal cultures. The Aboriginal thought holds the key to the healing of this completely out of balance society.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They they already... They already had the answers thousands of years ago. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like you know, what, what are we doing, bro? Yeah, it was like we feel like we know everything. And I was like, these the all these they already knew it. They already knew it thousands of years ago. And it's just
1: Yeah.
0: And I, I think I think now it's starting to um I, I think just Earth overall is is definitely, you know, starting to um, you know, wake up to to um mm-hmm remember it's happening those things, yeah right? yeah
1: no no dude it's 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 absolutely happening dude and it's also the reason why people like me and you we we play a massive role in this shift of consciousness you know how i um how i suck i kind of see right it's like it's like there's like three to five percent um I kind of see it as being like clouds, you know, there's, there's like a cloud of, 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 of white. And there's, there's like a cloud of, you know, there's, there's hints of black, there's hints of gray, you know, but only three to like, like I'll say 3% to up to 5% of the consciousness cloud is, is of this level.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, how do we build this mana and host, Host this path within human consciousness to begin to breed more Mm -hmm. and to begin to to expand this consciousness so that it encapsulates and equalizes all the negative. It's always going to be there, but our goal is to minimize the negative. And to maximize the positive can't get rid of the negative totally. But if we can bring it to the place where people are aware and have a proper uh, kind of stance on how to understand truth and how to bring it about, then we can orchestrate this change in our consciousness. So in 50 to 100 years, our children's children's children are operating at a higher level of thinking. They're connected back to the planet. They're connected back to their ancestors. You know, it's not going to happen only in our lifetime, but it begins with us, Oh yeah. you know? And so we got to talk about some plans off air.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sounds good, that sounds good. Um, now, I, I see you, uh, you know, I've, I, I've seen you starting to uh, definitely get into the, uh, the social political landscape. Uh, of uh, Hawaii, and uh, so where where do you see yourself right now as Elijah McShane? Okay, so um, so so currently, you know, actually
1: being and having the honor of having influence uh in Hawaii, um, in our era, yeah. you know, it's it's a massive honor, you know. Um, it only came when I stopped doing, you know, like other of the concept that I kind of explained to people that, you know, is in the book who is authored by Lao Tzu. Yeah. It's in the Tao Te Ching. Mm-hmm. And it says to be like the Tao, it does nothing yet leaves nothing undone, yeah. you know, and that concept is, 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 is crucial because I went on that path of really realizing that I was doing too much. Yeah. You know, I wasn't clear on, um, on who I was and on the aspects of my action, you know, how, how the energy I was putting out and the, the investment of that energy, how it was being duplicated, how it was influencing, what were the things that it was bringing about to, to expand humanity in a truthful way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all ties together with ancestral plants, you know, being actually being vegan and going on that path of understanding self. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, today in Hawaii, um, you know, I had an interview on a radio show in the morning yesterday, and 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 the DJ introduced me as being, you know, he was like. And this has to be the most empowered Aboriginal Hawaiian that lives in Hawaii right now. He's leading a shift in consciousness in our islands. Um, and, and for two years, I've been a big fan of his, you know, of all that he's putting out. Um, and he's transforming hundreds of thousands of lives around the planet, you know, and this this kind of thought... It's because just that, it comes back to people seeing truth, you know. um, So currently, you know, in terms of our political landscape, uh, the, the biggest thing that I'm optimizing on is on the gift that I've been honored to have with, with, with oration, you know, speaking um, and storytelling and being a channel of truth. You know, if I'm speaking at, you know, schools and colleges and all these things, oftentimes if they hand me a topic it doesn't matter what it is I have this amazing honor and ability to bring about an entire presentation that encapsulates that that whole topic you know and it's not something I you know I trained for it I got it I built it but it was already in you know you know it's kind of like a seed a tree is already in a seed it just must you know just has to go through a process to become what it already is Um, and so so Introducing a TV show into Hawaii that is going to be an international show is one of the biggest things that I'm currently doing right now. So I'm introducing uh, EMTV in terms of like I, I have a studio. I'm I, um, I'm interviewing all the most influential people in Hawaii. We are taking a break for these next three to four weeks in our filming, um, but we are. In our next season, we're actually going to be interviewing all of all of the candidates for mayor and and the seat of being the governor of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, in our next season. Okay. And so, um, the place that I see myself operating in right now, um, is, you know, especially being in this new political party, I I was asked to go into a seat. I don't think it's the proper time to go into a seat because I have more influence outside right now. You know, I'm going to, you know, I can play a bigger role uh, uh being the spokesperson of the party in comparison to being in a seat. Yeah, because being in a seat is going to cause a limitation also because it's a three to four year commitment. Yeah. You know, so I can't do all the things that are needed on the outside in order to orchestrate the shift in consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, but but being a spokesperson and a place that I'm going to be operating in um, as as well is a chief advisor for a lot of our candidates. Okay. You know, actually speaking to them and being able to get them back into balance so that after they get into their seats, they're in balance and they 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 actually understand what they stand for, who they are. And so that they enter into a seat and if a lobbyist actually comes into them, you know, and offers them a deal easily without a doubt, they put it to the side. It's not even an issue. Yeah. You know, that's the game of politics. It's very, very sticky, you know, uh, because it operates at a lower level. And so actually being able to bring to politics balance to politics is going to be a huge role in my lifetime so in in our current day just being able to create content to create all the relationships needed um all around the planet uh to actually bring about a change in hawaii but to also to bring about a change within our global society of humans because uh this is needed everywhere oh yeah you know and so currently brother you know um I will be in a political seat in the near future, mm-hmm. uh, but it is only when things are properly is all properly positioned. You see, if you're in the game, oftentimes the, it has a reason why the coach is not in the game. Yeah, you know he trains the players to go into the game. Yeah, yeah, but but he orchestrates the calls. You know, he makes the calls. He cultivates and develops the skill so that the people can play at the highest level.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I've, I've, kind of, I've always been in the, this, this position of seeing myself as a coach
0: mm-hmm. to
1: um, a lot of humans. And yeah. so I'm not going to be in the game, but I am as, as this other person on the outside. You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool, cool. Um... So what, what things, um, right now, what, what things are inspiring you right now? What things are inspiring me right now? Um,
1: (laughs) Hermeticism is, is, is really inspiring me, you know, um, like, like the biggest inspiration that I, I always have, um, is my ancestors. Yeah. Being able to have that clear connection to my ancestors, my, my inspiration a lot of the times comes from stories, mm-hmm. you know, being, being able to understand, uh, you know, the power that stories hold, you know, the, the, the essence that, that is received through stories. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why imperialistic powers, they try to eliminate the people's story, because yeah, when they don't have a story, they, they don't build anything on any foundation. Yeah. You know? And they must in essence, if they don't have a story, then they must begin to be, um, to be orchestrated, you know, or, or to be attracted and attached to the story of their conqueror. You know, and they lose themselves in that process, you know, and they, and, and oftentimes they don 't even know that it's happening because how the imperialistic powers do it, they do it real slowly, real quietly you don 't even know that you 're changing, but that 's why they, they it 's kind of like they 're casting spells upon humans because they're they 're influencing the consciousness through through the educational system, you know through advertisement to propaganda, you know, and they, you know, they keep it real subtle. Um, and so, you know, the stories of my Kupuna, um, and, you know, of ancestors of all different realms, understanding these, the concepts that live within the stories, Mm. you know, it's been a huge inspiration for me. You know, my, my, you know, a big inspiration on top of that, you know, is, it's, is being able to be a storyteller and, 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 and to give those to people you know to help people to understand hawaii you know people coming to hawaii they don't really get to experience hawaii um, as a kanaka as um hawai'i hawaiine you know a person that comes from hawaii who is an offspring of hawaii you know um, because 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 of the awareness level you know people come to hawaii and they don't really understand how to connect Because they're coming from a space that is completely Western. And literally, literally, the whole ideology of the West is completely opposite from Hawaii. Oh, yeah. You know, it's completely... I
0: know I experienced it. I experienced it as soon as I hit Maui. And I was like, I mean, even being... I mean, I'm originally from the South. I'm from Tennessee. Yes. Getting to the West Coast, you know, obviously different culture. But then I went over to Maui and I was like, they are running... They are... Operating life way completely. differently.
1: <laughs> yeah, completely <laughs> um, differently.
0: And I, I, I loved it. I mean, it's one of those to where um, I knew I, I personally, for me, um, I've been you know just researching, and I, I knew Maui was the uh, the the heart chakra of the, yes. of the planet. So I won yeah. I wanted to go anyway um, yes. and experience that. But uh, yeah, being able to um, my my son and um, his uh, fiance, well, he actually proposed. Uh, we went to Haleakala and and so we went up the went up the volcano and um, I'm going to text you a, a uh, dude <laughs> it w- it was beautiful I'll text you a beautiful
1: Hawaiian song called Haleakala okay um, yeah it's it's you know the house of the sun yeah the 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 understanding is that the 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 individual called Maui he was a Kanaka Akua. He was a god man. Yeah, he's considered to be a demigod. Um, and it has a story that that he caught. You know, he entered into conflict. Him and the sun got into a kind of like a battle, mm-hmm. and he and and how how he won was was that he had a lasso, and and he caught the sun and he pulled it down to that mountain peak, and that's why that peak is called Haleakala, Akala, the oh. house. Fun. okay, yeah. Um, well, and and yes, you know, in Eastern Asian thought, is that spot called the heart chakra? Is that spot, yeah, yeah,
0: powerful, powerful, powerful place, yeah. Oh, yeah, I i mean, I, I felt it as soon as I was like, man, I was like, I want to live here. Uh, I was like, I will find, I was like, if I get, get my book and everything going, I will, you know, yeah. I pretty much work from home anyway, I would just move, move the. Maui and I would I would stay there it was just yeah it was just something about it as soon as I stepped in there I was like it's just like, nice I mean oh, I just, but the, the the essence of Hawaii you know you hop off the plane it's a whole new breath
1: yeah it's a whole new inhale but you're like whoa what is this you know because because the 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 air of Hawaii is just higher level it just has yeah. more energy yep. so when you intake it you're like it 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 takes your entire aura to the next level. I
0: was like, I told my wife, was like, we are going back. We're going back again. Absolutely, we're going back. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, um, creative tips. What what is a creative tip or tips that you can provide our audience?
1: Okay, a creative tip. You know, this this is big stuff. Um, because you know the the essence of being creative you know, is, is a part of our being, you know, we, we are made in the image of creator. We are creator, you know, our, you know, our whole, our whole existence, um, is a co-creation of energies and in our reality. And so every time, you know, I'm teaching people about how to create, um, you know, it's being able to be a clear channel, you know, how how us in Hawaii knows, you know, we we always understand that that if we're doing anything that has to do um that has to do with our hands, you know, us us creating a thing that is physical, um our our energies have to be pono. It has to be balanced. It has to be in alignment. You cannot have any thought coming in that that is out of alignment. You cannot be in a state of consciousness that is not of love and light. You no can. Because if you are, then, it, then it's going to come up in your creation. Yeah. You know, because that's what you are channeling to create something, you know? And so we, I always encourage people, one, a, if you're going to get into a, to, you know, a, a space of creating. One, you must prepare yourself in order to be in that space. You know, you know, it it, it, it depends on the individual at at all kind of different stages of development of their consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know, a person like like us, oftentimes we're creating all the time. Yeah. You know, our creative flow is nonstop. Yeah. So in essence, it's it's easy for a person like me to to just to to just go to the park or to be in my car and close my eyes and just breathe and focus and that creative flow can come through yeah but it but but it takes that 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 skill and ability to be in oneness with yourself and to call that upon all the time so that you can create and flow all the time um but for the people that, that have a difficult time being able to identify their creative flow um, a thing that has to happen one uh, is you have to cleanse yourself oftentimes people are not able to think straight because all the toxins that are within their body you know so if you can cleanse the body then 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 the energy begins to pulse and you and then of course even before you get into any flow of creating span about a half an hour in deep meditation, trying to empty out your mind because anything that is within your mind could cause an obstruction in the flow of this divine light. But if the obstruction is gone, you know, through the emptying of your mind, then this light that you call upon, it will come through your crown and it'll flow through your heart. You know, it'll flow through you being an energetic being and you can create any story that you want to, you know, actually create um a, on a personal note i'm actually introducing a spoken word album um in about a month and a half to two months and this 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 whole spoken word album is actually called the um it's actually called the unplunked kanaka mm-hmm. and um and it's a concept of of being able to to put put all encapsulated in one package empowerment inspiration um, huge education and it's all in the fashion of poetry yeah
0: okay.
1: um, and it's in speeches to help people to reawaken their inner Hawaiian you know who are you reconnecting to your stories understanding what happened connecting the dots yeah and to be able to do that I had to go through this process of cleansing myself yeah so that whatever is coming through is of absolute truth and has no obstruction. So that's my my overall creative tip. You know, cleanse yourself of all obstruction so that your creative flow is pure. Mm-hmm. Um, and how you can do that in a physical sense is through deep meditation and cleansing your body. Oftentimes, I only create on, on an empty stomach. Okay. I create on an empty stomach, so so that all of my creation is coming from a place that you know this this whole spot in Hawaiian thought um, is the na'au. Um it's the place where intuition and truth and, and our connection to ancestors come about. Yeah. It's right in your you know. It's why people say, I have a gut feeling. Oftentimes, if you know the gut feeling and you know it's truth, but you can't listen to it, it's because that space in your gut is filled with, with freaking too much toxins like meat, mm-hmm. like starches, not producing energy accordingly have a kombucha, let the bugger go down in you, baby, let it pulse and flow, and oh, no, start creating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, another question, the of life, what would be the ideal of life for you? So if you had that perfect mix of everything that you're doing right now, um, what would, I guess, really, what would it consist of?
1: So, so, you know, the, um, the perfect cradle of life.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, yep, the, yep, the cradle of life, like the perfect, that perfect 24 hours. Well, yeah, ideal, just, it doesn't have to be perfect, that ideal 24 hours for you. Okay.
1: Stuff. You know, you know it, 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 it comes in a different, you know, come out of a different perspective if it comes from, you know, that, that, that space of trying to identify a perfect day. Um. A perfect experience for me on a daily is being able to just consistently be in flow, yeah. you know um, you know that concept of being being completely detached from expectation, having a flexible blueprint on what I want to do you know I'm not getting too attached to it you know but but being a co creator, so I create this whole blueprint of a plan of a day but i allow the blueprint uh to flow as it should because i'm i'm co-creating with the source i'm not creating by myself it's not up to me 100% and so being able to have this understanding that you know i'm going to live life in the present there is no concept of time because like uh, a lot of people they they are not able to reach the high levels of awareness because people are too encapsulated in time yeah you know you you know you're too locked into time you know like you're not too sure where and who you are because you're trying to accommodate a time frame yeah but that's how humans are because we we have a feeling that we have to you know we have to organize and have to manage have to have infrastructure in order to be successful <laughs> which Yes, you know, a, but it has a time and place to have an infrastructure. You make sure the infrastructure is able to bend when the winds come and but but but, but it bends to the point where it never does fall. It comes right upright, baby. you know, it like like as everything is flowing through, it goes with it and not against it. yeah, you know and and so. The concept that I live by is being water. Is Kawai ola akane, yeah? to 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 be the living water, mm-hmm. you know, to be the the truth and the light, um, and that requires me to not be involved in any space of limitation. Yeah. So so I don't, you know, I make decisions a lot differently now in my life because I, I come to this state of understanding and awareness. I don't create anything in my life that is a limitation to my existence. I may have a great opportunity. Hey, you can fly to Las Vegas. Hey, <laughs> eight days a week, I, I, I can give you an MC opportunity that, you know, that every night, every week, you can be speaking to 100,000 people, but you gotta do it every single day of the week. Mm. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> you know, because, because I'm coming from this aspect of freedom and, 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 and being able to live a limitless life. Yeah. And when the goal is freedom and a limitless life, you pursue, you, you can pinpoint opportunities completely different because you have to make sure, as I tell a lot of my guys, Hey, you got to make sure that if you're, you, you are taking an opportunity and your interest in it, you better make sure that you are stepping into a mansion that is a potential prison that you cannot escape. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's
0: and, adult right there.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and, and so, you know, it's cool to have obligations, but I try to minimize obligations yeah. so, so, so that I can always be present and be the conductor and orchestrator of my own life. Because yeah. if you have commitments and obligations, then guess what is orchestrating your life? The obligation, not you.
0: Yeah,
1: you know. And so I'm not about, dude, I put myself in those situations a lot in, in, you know, to come to this space. But but it is completely revolutionary to a person's life when you begin to live life free of obligation.
0: Oh yeah. No attachments. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, wow. Um, so how can you know what? How can people get in touch with you um, that, that may maybe you know maybe searching for for some new knowledge or maybe searching maybe remembering old knowledge and they're trying to connect with the perhaps the right coach um, you know, maybe they want to connect with, uh, you know, some of the things you have going on with kingdom health. Um, uh, and did you, did you, now I looked on online, did you have, did you have a, you said you had a retreat that you were. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, um, so, you
1: know, in the, in our healing space that, that, um, I'm, I'm currently working with our, um, aim in these next, maybe two to like two years, is to have a healing center, you know, a healing and optimization space for people to come, you know, to get cleansed, you know, to get energetically cleansed. Um, actually having educational workshops on how to optimize yourself. Um, having that space. So so I'm currently in the process of orchestrating that and how we're beginning it with is is intimate retreats. Um, so each two weeks I actually hold a smaller retreat that has maybe three to six people mm-hmm. and, and I I actually host host um, an experience, it's it's basically an eight-hour experience, a 10-hour experience uh, of fully being cleansed. We enter into the ancestral realms together, uh, and I host and facilitate this coming of wisdom and healing um, into these uh, humans. Uh, And then every two months, I basically take all those people that were in those intimate retreats, And we bring them together in a three-day retreat. It's it's a three-day, two-night retreat, a camp over in a heavily spiritual space in Hawaii, in Oahu. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll be doing this in all different islands as well. Um, And we're actually hosting this experience that is based on ancestral. uh, It's all on the wisdom of ancestors. Mm-hmm. We, we actually cleanse all of the people going into it for two weeks. Um, and we increase the cleanse three days out. Yeah. And that entire retreat, we aren't eating any food. But all we focus on is the healing of self mm-hmm. um, and the understanding of our energy. Our, um, our first stage of our retreat is actually called, is actually called the golden link. And it's called the golden link because our concept is that, you know, it's like, it's in the words of Buddha, you, you, you cannot try to be connected because that comes from a place that you are thinking that you're disconnected and you can never not be connected to the source. Yeah. The understanding is how, how corroded is the connecting link that you have to the source and to your ancestors. Okay. So you head onto this retreat to cleanse that link, cleansing that link to the source through awareness. In the words of Buddha, it's not that you cannot, you know, you, you are disconnected. You, you, you have to come to the awareness of your connection. Okay. And so our, our, our concept of the golden link is that we're helping people to cleanse off this link so that the, so that all the light, all the golden light of the source can come through you in a, um, in a way that you're aware of it yeah. and you can intentionally bring things about through it. And so our, um, each of our retreats are going to be every two months. Uh, how everybody can, can actually be in touch with me is on Instagram at Elijah McShane TV. Um, if you don't have that, you can just hashtag Hawaiian gold. Hashtag that because our concept of Hawaiian gold um, is that every single human has gold within them. Um, and all that it has to be, they have to come to the awareness of that wealth. You know? um, and so yeah, stay in touch. Hit me up in a DM if you guys have any questions. However, I can be of assistance. However, it can be of help. Um, yeah, I'm just a human, just like you guys, I've just had the opportunity to come to this space through my experiences and, um, it's my responsibility and a divine responsibility to help humans to go on that path as well.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, like I said, uh, if once we release this out, uh, like I said, uh, for our audience, uh, I hope you get a lot of, it was a lot of truth bombs in this one. Uh, so this is, this is a great, great episode. Uh, definitely something that's, that's needed right now uh, in society on this planet and uh so yeah this is elijah mcshane please check him out please check out all the things that he's got going on i'll put uh all of his um uh, handles and tags uh in the show notes when we re- once we release this out and and like i said if if you're looking to you know cleanse your aura cleanse your energy cleanse your yourself um like i said he's got different uh, retreats that he's building that he's creating right now. Um, so yeah, it would, it would definitely be wise to, you know, Hey, take that journey, take that step. You know, sometimes, you know, we, you know, we would get lost in a, in a story that's not our own and we have to learn to remember who we, who we actually are. Yes. And, um, uh, so yeah, this has been Elijah. This has been me, uh, Quantel, the host of Cradle Brew, please, um, check out this awesome episode, which will be out next week and check out some uh, other past episodes and uh, like i said you can support the creative brew on uh, patreon um, slash /quantel langford uh, i'll put the put that in the in the show notes as well but other than that be creative stay inspired thank you wow
1: <laughs>